The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. This episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from TweakedAudio.com. Just enter the discount code CAFCOMICS, that's all one word at the checkout. You'll get 33% off your entire order, free worldwide shipping, and a limited lifetime warranty on everything you buy. That's TweakedAudio.com. And now... It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you, it's Captain Nick Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me, as mostly always, is my co-host, Stephen Brown. And Elliot Serrano is back. Woo! If it's been, I don't know. I feel like every time we have a guest that's been around a while, we spend two minutes going, when were you here? It's been a while, though. Yeah. It has. It's because, um, first, I'm not always alive, just so you know. Um, Are you a white walker? Is he that... spends some time as a... <laughs> As a living corpse. As a living corpse. <laughs> I spent some time as a two-dimensional drawing. Yes. So, so you have not seen me on any media for the past few weeks because of that. But there's I'm been back. texts you haven't answered. Yeah. No texts, messages. Uh, my Facebook and my Instagram went dead for a while. My Twitter went dead mm. for a while. And you know what? Thank you to none of you who checked on me. So thank you. That I did, and there were texts that were not responded oh, to. Well, I also don't work in your neighborhood anymore. So I, I used to send texts of like, I want to have yeah, lunch with have somebody. Lunch, yeah. So and that's not happening because now I'm down to like the Willis Tower, which people yell at me to say Sears Tower. No. And I tell them if you love Sears so much, shop there. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> they wow. would like it. And Marco, Marco Garcia is here. Hey there. Uh, <laughs> man of many words. <laughs> so last week we were discussing all the news that came out of Star Wars Celebration, things like the Stephen Colbert panel and the trailer and um, the Galaxy's Edge and... The Mandalorian, and last week, Stephen and I were saying, we had just been to C2E2. There was plenty of Star Wars stuff there. Um, my life doesn't revolve around Star Wars the way it revolves around things like Batman or Spider-Man. So I was like, yeah, we can skip it. And then when we saw the news coming out, and during the podcast, we just got this horrible sense of FOMO through the hour of like, why weren't we there? Why didn't we what go? did we miss? It's right over there. People came from all over the country and got hotels. We didn't drive 10 miles to McCormick This place. is a really dumb thing I didn't realize is, and I don't exactly know what I thought Celebration was, but that Celebration is a yearly convention that just takes place at a different city. I was like, don't they have this every year in Chicago? Like, what's the big deal? And it's like, no, it's not. And if I was super into Star was, Wars, now, I would have been there. Was this the first year was in Chicago? It was the first year. It was because, remember, we were supposed to have the Lucas Museum. Oh, here. that's why it was here. So they had set that's that up years in advance. theorized that there yeah. was some tie-in between the museum before that deal imploded. And us getting celebration. Uh, so was, it's never coming back here. Was the museum supposed to have been open by now? They're if... supposed to break ground on it by now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it, it wouldn't have been, been built yet. No, it probably wouldn't have been built, but they yeah. would have been. They would they have been, been working ground. on it. So well, that would have been a big part of it. I guess lived here part time. Yeah, he, he his, still lives his here part time. Is yeah. a big time financial person in that world. Yeah. Melody Hobson, I think she's on the board. Uh, she has her own like hedge fund or something. Wow. Yeah, she's she's big and she just interviewed Bono. Ah, they, at so, the uh, so, economic so, club. So three people who don't need each other's money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it, was she? Um, um, 
independently wealthy before yeah. George Lucas made Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's probably how she got into a room to meet George Lucas. Probably. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, she's a big shot. Okay. I don't, my guess is she wasn't wearing a lanyard when she met George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, for the yeah. First time. <laughs> but, uh, Elliot, both you and Marco went to Celebration this year. Um, did you go all four? Was it five days or four days? I only went uh, Friday and Sunday. And I won the lottery for Monday for the episode one panel, but I didn't have tickets for Monday. Ah, oh, that's kind of weird. That was weird how they were doing that. People were entering for panels and winning on days they didn't actually have tickets. And if they had that hooked up with your badge, your badge would have known, they would have known what day your badge was good for. So it's kind of weird, especially the, uh, considering the, the, um, the app that you had to use was released like, well, a week or two before the actual event occurred so they were directing a lot of traffic through the website the read pop celebration Is that website. the light speed app no the no it was just the, the, the star wars celebration, celebration. app itself okay. that you know you were supposed to, to track everything on your on your phone your your badge on there all the panels that you were signed up for all the different things they had things set up throughout the convention center where you scanned qr codes and you got points for the light side or the dark side depending on what side you were on you could win prizes you scan your badge you could have won cool things that they had scattered about hmm. and um but half the time it worked and half the time it didn't. yeah, yeah I heard that, that, that was my that was gonna be my question because the c2e2 app didn't work well at all partially mccormick place is a really wonky building for signal and i think deliberately and partially so. the app the app wasn't that uh robust or or that that uh, well structured to have that many people on it. So um, that's interesting because it's read pop. It's the same city and they're using, I'm sure the, the develop- same building. I'm sure the app developers were the same because there's probably um, ongoing relationships. I had only Sunday tickets, but I won a panel for Monday and a panel for Friday, which is the episode nine panel. So I had to go on the read pop approved secondary market site for tickets, See- which was, I think called light, which Danny Romero told me about. Oh, cool! So I ended up spending seventy five bucks for a ticket on Friday, and so, I got so into to the go episode, to, to the cash in your episode. winning lottery ticket yeah. for the panel. And that's how I got in that day. Uh, I got to so I had won the lottery for the episode nine panel, which was a whole cool thing in and of itself. But that's why I was there on Friday. I only planned on being there on Sunday. Yeah how um how insane was that room for the episode nine panel? It was for the trailer. Whatever it was. The, one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. Where was as the, a fan? Where was the room in McCormick Place? Because I saw it was I watched, the Wintrust Arena. It was a, it's a brand new basketball court for the Loyola team. So it was not. Was it part of McCormick Place or was it's, it like it's a all connected. thing across the street? Okay, yeah. it's connected to the new Marriott by mm-hmm. Skybridges. Okay, so yeah, because um, I saw the live stream and I'm like. I, I know what the big room is like in McCormick Place, and that this looked bigger than that. They oh had, wait, it's the, in that massive, it's, it's a like long, arena. like rectangular building on the other side of Lakeshore Drive. No, 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 it's all not near the lake. The other, side. no, not the it's black on, building. You know, Prairie Avenue is the north south street. Yeah, that yeah. The entrance was on, so you're kind of so you've got uh, McCormick Place West, and then across the street you've got the Wintrust Basketball Arena. Okay. And it's all connected to the Marriott, which is also connected to the Hyatt. So they turned the arena into like a, it was like yeah. a concert. Oh, It was wow. like a concert with wow. the, the stage was on the north. And they still had end. to take lottery tickets to get it. Yeah. Because there, there were still empty seats, but not as not not that many. And I got to actually get on the, I was like 10 rows from the stage and somebody checked my badge and they're like, you don't belong here. Oh. <laughs> but I got a really close up shot the, of The um, old baseball game move. <laughs> yeah. I got a really close shot of uh, the guy that played Wicket, uh, Warwick Davis, mm-hmm. I think is his name. So um, he was there talking to fans, but I, I still managed to get 
fairly close to the stage, but uh, off of the off of the floor. And uh, the thing that I remember the most is the Kelly Marie. Is it Kelly Marie Tran, the actress? Yes. Her react, the reaction to her from the audience was like um, very powerful because you know there's a whole thing with the the, fan, the fanboys out there hating her. Yeah, it's the same oh, guy. They forced her just, off social media. She's and so, um, it's the, a, it's the same. It's the, the same guys. I'm sure it's, some of them are the exact same guys. The same guys that tried to bomb Black Panther with, and Captain Marvel. Um, and what's that? A Finn? She was running around with Finn. Yes, yeah. in the okay. Jedi. Yeah, but the roar of the audience insane. for her in particular when they introduced her was was really powerful. That's awesome. But it was awesome. I've never experienced something like that in, with fandom before. Like yeah. revealing the trailer, revealing the name, mm-hmm. seeing the uh, the cast and the the and JJ Abrams like that. It was amazing. Were and you it, there? Oh yeah, no, I was there. I was in the press row. Um, we were behind. I was sitting behind the uh, engineers' booth, <clears throat> where awesome. you see the guy doing all the, the the sound and the projection and all that. I'm like, oh, but I, I could see everything. Not not as close as as a fee- that everyone in the front. Those were the VIPs. Mm-hmm. That so they were taking very good care of the VIP folks at this event. So if you had a VIP badge. You got preferential treatment and getting into the store line, getting into anything, all the panels, everything. So um, if you if you paid a lot for that VIP badge, you got your money's worth. Yeah, it, it basically it's a good rule of thumb for when they open Galaxy's Edge is to buy the Express Pass. Yeah, and get a and also get a uh, a room on on the property. Because, oh yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, it's a big difference. No, that's that's going to be the next. The next time we go to Disney, we went two years ago. The next time we go to Disney, it will be to do that, to stay in that hotel and go to Galaxy's Edge. Because right, you but, get, I think, if you stay on the property, you get, you again, I think get you preferred. get into the park yeah. early. Yeah. But also the hotel that they built in Galaxy's Edge is, uh, it's like built like one of the Rebel fleet where you can turn your window into space. They built a hotel for the Star Wars park in Disney. Yeah, well, that's star, a Star Wars theme hotel. hotel. Disney has oh, a, wow. a ton of hotels around yeah. the park already. But they have low-end hotels and high-end hotels. We made the mistake of going, well, it's a Disney hotel. It's going to be nice. And we got the and, – and, and then we made the second mistake of going, well, I don't want to pay that. And okay. we, ended up in a, we ended up in a repainted motel that had a mouse head on it. Yeah. <laughs> I did the all-star resorts once. Yeah, and, we did that when we were know, kids. My parents That's were what like, we did. We did here. the all-star music one. Did that one too? Yeah, yeah, yeah Donald Duck in the pool. That was about it. And then you're pretty much trapped on the on the property because they have the shuttles that'll take you to the park itself. But yeah, they yeah. won't take you offsite. You right, have to you got to take an Uber now, everywhere. No, but then they built the town. You can go to like the downtown. Downtown Disney. Downtown yeah. Disney. They know what they're doing down there. Yeah, they got you. It's yeah. a hotel California down there. Yeah, it really is. You can check. So, in so Elliot, with the press pass, were you able to attend the big panel every day? Well, apparently, I didn't find out till later. But there was, yes, a press list for certain people, and um, I didn't get on it until later. I had to do some name dropping mm. to, to, to get in. <laughs> George I, Lucas. <laughs> not George Lucas, but close enough. Uh, Chris uh, Argaopoulos of, of Lucasfilm, um, their PR department. And um, um, so I got into the episode nine panel, and I could have gotten into any panel I wanted to at that point. I just had to get to the hotel the Marriott and check in with the Disney folks at eight thirty every morning. Okay, Whoa. and then they would put give you a little a, a, a little wristband that would say media Star Wars Celebration media whatever the day was, and then they would scan your bag and check you, and then they would take you over to wherever the the panel was and sit you in press row. So for the episode nine panel, I was there. I was there a good hour and a half before it actually started. Wow, and I was like. I, I go, man, 
I haven't had a chance to like have breakfast or anything. Yeah. Or walk the floor. Or walk or, the floor. Yeah. I'd already walked the floor the day before. So mm-hmm. um so that was kind of neat. Uh but yes, um as as you said, it was it was you sit there and you go, I can't see this sort of thing happening for a Star Trek convention. Not now. For some reason. Yeah. Not now. I you think know. I think the moment that would have happened, um, conventions weren't as well organized as they were. Right? I think the peak of Star Trek is the mid-90s. Like, Next Generation's going off the air, turning into movies. Deep Space Nine is on. Voyager's about to premiere. The original series folks are still kind of around. I mean, Kirk's in generations. That's like, I don't think the franchise is ever going to be as big as that ever again. Um, and back then, uh, conventions were still kind of, well, not quite fly-by-night, but still kind of homegrown affairs. This is like big corporate movie. It's like every convention's kind of becoming like what San Diego yeah, I think was. it wasn't until like companies like Reed Pop got involved with conventions where they really started to streamline it and make it uh, something that could handle the amount of people that come to it. You know, because the, the old ones were hotel ballroom. They were made for... Like 1,500 people, really. You know, and that that continued. I remember conventions in the mid-90s in, McCor- in uh, the Javits Center, which now is New York Comic Con, and it was half a room. You know, like the, I remember 94, the year Jack Kirby died. That was the big con. And it was like half of one room, and now it's the entire convention center. Well, I think uh, the, the big thing, I know, especially with Star Wars, or even in the very beginning, because we... It leading up to this one and it being like, say, the, the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace and also the 20th anniversary of the first Star Wars celebration. I mean, we did it. Right. The first one was in Denver, Colorado. I was at that one. I flew out to Denver for that? Yeah. Oh, I drove because I had a friend who lived there. And uh, it was at the um, the aeronautic space, the space museum. They had the, the museum itself and they set up tents for the different um, big panels that they wow. had going on. And I remember that going out there, and and it, I think they underestimated how many people would actually show up for this thing because you had hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of people standing outside waiting to get in, not knowing what was going to happen, what they were getting in for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many did they release numbers for how many people were at celebration, or do you guys know? I'm sure the numbers are. I, mean, I have. How was it? Um, you guys both went to see Tweet too. I I did. Yeah. How how was it compared like crowd levels? Was it like Oh, way more. Really? Oh, really? Way more. Wow. And I, but I, I was heard... it more floor space? Did they use like the well, whole convention center? Well, they used the third or... floor of the McCormick Place for celebration where C2E2 was on the first level or is, is it, what's that uh, the first up the it's first level? It's like the opposite. Of, everything was backwards from C2E2 the Star Wars celebration. The shuttles were dropped off in different areas. Yeah, the, the entrance was in the, on the, the west. Entrance side. was on the different area. Yeah, it's like they used. It was like I felt like I was when I was going. I kept thinking, oh, I know C two E two. This is going to be easy. Yeah, no, no. it's because they kept it's like they a used different a show. Different the security area. checkpoints wow. were crazy. They yeah. had backup lines. They had lots but of I, security. I have a friend, a veteran of many celebrations, mm-hmm. and he said that the floor there was more floor, floor space here than there were than there was like say last year or in. Um, Orlando, or um, oh, really? So, so this, this was this was the, the most, biggest. So it, was the biggest it was even bigger biggest by celebration standards, much less McCormick C2E2 place McCormick standards. Remember, uh, they had to use they had to use the Windtrust Arena just for their panels. Just for the panels. That was yeah, like that's it, bananas. And and it, it, the the thing it filled up. It filled up. Um, yeah, and they had to turn people away from it. The line there well, were lines. That was a lot of yeah. stories. Yeah. That there were a lot of empty seats. So. I think what that you, seems like a logistic it? error, right? Well, is it, that yeah. they lo- they were trying to make sure problem. you weren't letting in a lot of people in, but then they kind of run out. It's just like it's an organizational issue. Yeah. And think about it. How the fuck 
who whosever job it is to organize these conventions, that's a shitty job. Uh, so there's no know, way that's a fun well, that, gig. Yeah, and that's Reed Pop, but they do a better and better and better every job. Year every it gets year it better. But the problem with Celebration, whereas C2E2 can get better every year because it's in the same location. What worked this year mm-hmm. didn't work last year, whatever. Celebration, it's like, hey, it's in a different state every year at a different arena, potentially an arena it hasn't been in before. No, no, they, but they rotate amongst the, the same locations, don't they? It's either Orlando or Anaheim. It's they, been in New York. Has it been in McCormick Place Disney. before? No. no. Oh, this now is this the first one. Yeah. So maybe yeah, the you only one. Maybe be the only one because you know, what other reason? If there's no museum here, yeah. This, as you're oh. saying, the Anaheim in Orlando, or near, it, it's been in Vegas a few years. Or, is it? Yeah, it didn't. It didn't help that the day people showed up here, or one of the days, it freaking snowed. Yeah. yeah, yeah what the fuck. <laughs> there I mean, was we, a Sunday because it was the Game of Thrones. Everyone was, was making the winter is here joke or whatever. Yeah. And then you know we Chicago. had this, we had yeah. some some Ugh. spring weather and then it snows and and which is funny but yeah some folks wanted to fly home on Sunday and they couldn't because yeah. their flights mm. got canceled. I saw a lot of people Monday, especially now that I work in the Loop, a lot of people walking around the city with Star Wars Celebration T-shirts because I think they were like, okay, we've never been to Chicago before. Let's finally go out and see the city, and we couldn't do it because it was freaking snowing. Yeah, but set a record. We set a record for the amount of snowfall we got and then the biggest This late in the year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hooray us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Monday, yeah, Monday, I think the big panel was the 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace. And I, I, Hayden Christensen was I can't uh, charmed I'm, I'm the, prou- the hell I'm, off of so many people, according to I'm Facebook. proud that they own so nice because you know so it's, nice? That's what I read. You kind of have to be if you're Andrew. Well, here, here's the thing that that kills me. I can't about believe that. it's been 20 years. Yes, but, but they own it. But here's I, the I, it amuses me to no end that whenever you're online, you're going to have all these people who are going to rag on the Phantom Menace and say, "Oh, it sucked and it was terrible." People forget when the movie came out. Let's be honest. We all raved about it. We didn't say it was the best Star Wars movie. Most people ranked it just below Return of the Jedi, right? Not this guy. Fine. And that, well, and there it, were only four at that point. So that, right. that's still under I'm, Star Wars and Empire, which pretty much everything lives I, to I this understand, day. But it's not to the point where people are going, it was the worst Star Wars movie ever. Plus, let's face it, it made a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Right, but I'd actually yeah. say it makes the ton of money because it's the first Star Wars movie in, what, 20 or 30 the years? The next two didn't yeah. even make as much as Phantom Menace did. Well, I went yeah. four. Uh, we were talking about this on the podcast before. I went four times that summer because I couldn't figure out why I didn't like it more, and I knew there was something wrong with me. I saw because I'm me, day. and that's Star Wars, so that wins. You guys remember that was the, the Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man, Raimi Spider-Man opened that at the same time as Attack of the Clones. Oh my bad. Yeah, you're yeah. Because right. in yes, fact, yes, I remember right. that we were talking about this last week because that, that was about the time that I just started to get fatigued with Star Wars because. We, my wife and I, I think we were still dating at that point. We were watching Attack of Clones and we were like, okay. And then it ended and I leaned over to her and I was like, I think Spider-Man's starting next door. And then we went in. And I think it was an hour in. And we we're like, let's just watch the end of Spider-Man again. And I, and the that's when Spider-Man? I. Spider-Man? Yeah, the first Sam Raimi. And that's, I think, when I realized, oh, there are other properties that are more important than Star Wars for me. And that, w- that had never been a thing during the original trilogy. I saw the Raimi Spider-Man five times in a row. Five days, five days in a row. Along with that week. Of the clones that week. That's kind of what you're doing with Endgame we next did, week. Yeah, even. a double feature every day for five days in a row. Yeah, <laughs> which oh, is you know can't do that all. And the time. Attack of the Clones is is like the worst of the the prequels. It's you also think Attack bad, of the yeah. Clones I like is the worse ending. than Revenge of the Sith? Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith I like. 
I, I think Red Revenge of the Sith has like a cool lightsaber fight in the lava and stuff, but like he's just like, I'm gonna murder all these Jedi babies. Yeah, the now. Revenge of the Sith is the story you came to see and waited three movies to yeah. happen. You're like, I wanna see how this guy who was a good Jedi turns into Darth Vader, and it all happens in that in that I like the lightsaber fight between him and Obi-Wan. I like the end of Attack of the Clones. I think, like, when the drop ships come in oh, yeah. to the arena, I'm like, awesome. okay, I like everything. And, yeah. You know, and uh, Samuel Jackson says the most badass line. And it when it it always feels like they edited the word motherfucker out of that. <laughs> I think. <laughs> when they cut to him and he goes, the pod is over, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, I like all well, the end it. of that. Yoda fights with a lightsaber. It's Christopher Lee's in it. They fight Christopher which, Lee. Which, again, I remember when it happened, people were like, this is the most awesome thing. Then later on, I hear people going, man, Yoda fighting with the lightsaber stupid. I'm like, again, they just want to, people yeah. want to, but again, I think it's a, it's a, it's very much a minority. But the love story is what destroys the that. Lo- to me, that's yeah. why I couldn't, I there's didn't n- like No the chemistry. Clones. And, you know, yeah. I, was, I was not the most successful dater in my 20s, but I never told a girl I liked her because she wasn't sand. I hate sand. And <laughs> Unless you're Flint Marco. <laughs> Right. <laughs> There's no reason to tell a girl she's not saying, because I am, baby. <laughs> oh man, it was um, uh, the love stuff was really awkwardly written. But yeah, that, but that's sure. what makes the movie though. You have to buy into the romance. Right. Yeah. You have to buy into Anakin and Padme and why they fall in love. The same way you you know why do you buy into Han and Leia in Empire Strikes Back? Mm-hmm. But it, it works so much better in Empire, doesn't it? Like, yeah, oh yeah. Because it, well, actually, though, Carrie Fisher and Han, Harrison Ford were actually involved with each other. Yeah, they were during, actually having sex during New Hope, yeah. yeah. During, and Empire. And Empire? Yeah. Continued her bi- Empire. her uh, biography yeah. talks about that. Uh, she's the cutest thing. I, I was just watching, uh, uh, I was saying this before, now that we got the HBO back for Game of Thrones, I was watching the Gary Shanley documentary, and they... Uh, there's a clip of Gary on The Tonight Show and Carrie Fisher is next to him on the panel. And she was so damn cute when she was young and she was so... She's so sharp and sparky, but he said the best, driest joke I ever heard. And you know, back then they used to leave all the guests on the couch together the whole show. They yeah. didn't go away. So then the idea was when the Tonight Show was used to be really long. It used to be like two hours long. They would just start conversations like this rather than one-on-one interviews. And uh, at one point, Gary Shandling turns. He goes, "I don't think we met before." You're Carrie Fisher. She's like, "I know you're Gary Shandling." He goes, he goes, "Your parents are Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher, right?" He goes, and uh, she goes, yeah. He goes, uh, you know my parents, Irving and Muriel Shandling? <laughs> <laughs> why don't they do that anymore? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why isn't that still a thing? I think everybody's busy. I think uh, nobody's got an hour to sit on a show. They're like, I can do five minutes and then run out and do radio. You think they leave after, like, their interview's oh, yeah, over they... and they're just, like, they jet? They don't... Yeah, they're not hanging around backstage waiting for Conan to wrap it up. Oh, I, mean, I don't know. I thought there was, like, parties of, of plates of cocaine and stuff. You know, like, what are they doing in, afterwards? In the, yeah. in the late 70s, that's exactly yeah. exactly what I thought. Well, I can tell like, party rooms and stuff, you, you know? listen to Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. I have podcast, no idea what celebrities do. You'll, you know? hear, a, you'll hear a lot of Hollywood Square stories. Yeah. It's a British Carson S show where the whole all the guests oh, Parkinson Graham, Graham Norton Graham Norton yeah they yeah. all still sit out there and they all they always seem a little drunk awkward they, they always seem a little drunk because they always do things like I was watching you two on there and they brought Bono giant like novelty sunglasses and he just wore them for like 10 minutes I'm like you don't do that sober yeah. <laughs> you maybe you put them on and you go okay he just left them on yeah, yeah Graham Norton brings them all out at once too right he doesn't yeah. do them like one at a time then, he just they're all out and, and he asks individual questions but the idea is to get them talking to each other there was a there was a great one it was um 
Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, and, and Ian, Ian McKellen. McKellen. And Ian McKellen got very uppity about not being in Logan. Oh. <laughs> He's like, and thank you for calling me. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched, uh, speaking of Ian McKellen, you guys ever see Stardust? This is way off topic. Uh, was that the Neil Gaiman? The Neil Gaiman? Yeah. yeah. Well, De Niro's in Robert it? Yeah, in it's yeah. crazy. That Hank movie Pym's is wife in, is in that. She is, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. She's like the, she's like plays a witch in it. She's look, she looks great, even as done up as like an old I hag. I once, I couldn't tell you anything that happened to that. Yeah, it's a uh, bananas movie. It's crazy. Yeah. And then... Uh, I one found the graphic novel and it's more of like a children's book. It's like just like it's in illustrations, you know. Yeah, it's not a comic. It's not really a comic. Yeah. But, Charles um, Vest. Charles he? Vest draws yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's more like Bernie Wrightson's Frankenstein, where he yeah. does like pieces every right, few right. pages. It is a bananas crazy movie. So were there a lot of panels going on? Because obviously all the news focused on the one big panel at the Wintrust Center, but th- were there were there a ton of like fan Yeah, there were a bunch panels? of yeah. there were a bunch of panels. There were panels that took place within the McCormick Place itself. You know, mm-hmm. the Clone Wars, uh, uh, Resistance, like the show. Um, yeah, because yeah. they're bringing it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's another the one on the Disney Plus. Panel was a big one with John Favreau. Yeah, uh, there were smaller panel well panels in smaller rooms um panels on cosplay the 501st was there did they have um, the disney the disney ride had its own panel apparently oh, and they had really? a huge there was presence a, on the floor yeah yeah. The, yeah the disney galaxy's edge uh yeah but that was one of the did main did you go ones. to that panel no nah, that one was when i wasn't feeling so good uh, that's a good one. yeah you know um did you know looking uh, that good today panel guy? thank you that's <laughs> 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 why it's gonna be a while before i see you again it's, it's <laughs> some very strong voodoo keeping me going right now yeah. <laughs> Would you guys have gone to the panels if you'd been there? I mean, you're a big panel guy, right, Steve? I, yeah, I like the I, panels, yeah. I think it's like, uh, I don't know what the floor might have looked like there. It's like, they're not dealers, right? There's not like people selling Star Wars It's just toys like C2E2. Oh, really? Were there yeah, as many, deal- were there there as like many dealers? The exhibit floor had, yeah. There were a lot Massive of dealers. Amount. Oh, you know, really? You know what they didn't have, which was different from C2E2, is they did not have a large artist alley presence. They did have right, an artist yeah. row, but there was like maybe eight or nine yeah. artists. But did, it was like people that had worked on Star Wars. Alex, Alex Ross was there. It, focus. Bill yeah. Sienkiewicz was supposed to show up one day at mm. Alex's booth. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they have... Right, it's like was was um was Alex Ross booth there? Was he there? Yeah, the no, booth his booth was there. The booth was there because I remember I see it on uh, Instagram and they'll post all the different paintings for the covers and stuff he did for Star Wars. But did like Marvel have like a panel talking about the comics or anything? Yeah, there was a Marvel panel and there was an IDW panel. The oh, IDW wow. panel, which was the one that was I desperately tried to get to, that um the Metro made me miss bastards. Uh, what well, were they going to talk? So about? is IDW handling the reprints? They're handling a lot of reprints. They're also handling. A of course, uh, Star Wars Adventures, Young Readers Line. Oh, okay. See, Marvel I know is they also really, have some artist um, editions from like the classic Marvel. Yeah, I think there's like an Al Williamson artist edition coming yeah. out. There's like a Howard Chaykin yeah. coming out. Yeah, but Marvel reprints the Dark Horse Star Wars comics. They're reprinting them in trades. Yeah, they're doing like omnibuses of that. They've yeah. reprinted all their own stuff because there's three huge omnibuses that collect the entire 70s and 80s Marvel. Yeah. Movie. I'll tell you, I did walking through the, uh, the the merchant aisles, you could really load up on like the the Star Wars number one if you want. Uh, tons of tons of uh, oh, the, the back new Marvel? issues. Yeah. No, I'm talking like the, uh, the original. The, the oh, original the original Marvel, Howard Chaykin, yeah. The, the uh, adaptation, which turned out to be, a, literally saved Marvel at that time. Uh, apparently, to, according to Stanley's biography, like that book was like, the most one of the most successful books they'd ever put well, out, and they had jumped on it before anybody else even knew anything about yeah. the movie. Well, wow. Star Wars is that famous story of you know they nobody wanted it. You know the reason Kenner Kenner made like games, and when they got to there, because Mego turned them down. 
Mego said, no, we got Star Trek, we got Planet of the Apes. Why are we going to spend more money on science yeah. fiction? Um, and, you know, and it was Kenner's... Kenner didn't have any action figure experience, so that's why they created the scale they did. They were like, we need a Luke small enough to fit in an X-Wing we're going to build, and Mego size is too big. Yeah. So uh, three and three quarter, which is, we still use now. Right. I've never seen so much merchandise in one place related to Star Wars, so I kind of... It was a little... It was overwhelming, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I went Friday and Sunday walking around, and... I, I just, I didn't know, I couldn't decide what to buy. It's like too many choices. A lot of it is overpriced. I don't know if I'm, if I'm being overcharged. I ended up, I ended up walking out with a couple of things I really wanted, mostly t-shirts. I wanted a Han Solo blaster. Couldn't you got a Han it. Solo jacket. You were here. I got my Han Solo. Well, that one I bought outside of Celebration. But um, if you're into that, I saw the two prototypes of the Boba Fett figure with the rocket launch um, that were on display, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, it's just overwhelming. Yeah. So, uh, Monday, the last day of celebration was when I actually bought stuff, and it was like any other any other convention. All discounted. Everyone's discounted. Yeah. Nobody wants to pack it back up. Yeah. So I bought the uh, classic Star Wars uh, tops stickers, the book collecting all the stickers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got that baby for seven bucks, uh, man. That's cool. I got a deal on that. And but the, speaking about overpricing things, and this is a thing that I will carry with me for. Ever and it doesn't have to do with Star Wars, just that it happened at celebration. One of the first vendors I see when I walk in has all his Star Wars stuff, but I notice on one of the shelves he had stacks and stacks of the Game of Thrones Oreo cookies, the packages of Oreo cookies. Yeah. I saw that. He was selling them for twenty phone. bucks a piece. Wait, what? Twenty bucks. And I went, Oh hell no, no way. And the guy turned to me and goes, People are buying them. He was selling the Oreos at twenty bucks a piece. What, John? Don't you have one of those? Is that I bought, but, but what did you post on Instagram this past yeah, weekend? But then what Solid. happened? Right, hap, what, just the, right after celebration, I go to my jewel, do some grocery shopping. There they were, stacks and stacks of Oreos, the Game of Thrones Oreo cookies, two for five. Yeah, they're <laughs> we crazy. Live, yeah, my my wife went uh, grocery shopping yesterday, and she picked up double stuff Oreos and Game of Thrones Oreos, and we it took us a minute to realize. What was even different about them? What's I was like, well, what's, what's packaging? But they, they put the house on the, the, the cookies. They have the, the stark dial. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing, it, the, uh, the other thing, I don't know if you know, is the double stuff Oreos have more cream. That's what double stuff means. <laughs> yeah. Like mathematically, that's how oh, it's supposed to work. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we? Uh, we had this on the podcast. The most stuff. Do you remember that? Mega stuff. There was mega stuff, stuff yeah. and then there was the most, most stuff. stuff. I think we had it one I day. They're not good. It's, it's too, too much. much. Yeah. yeah, there, there's a they cross the threshold. It's like eating frosting. Know? Yeah, there is such there is such a thing as too much Oreo frosting. Yeah, so absolutely. Oreo, yeah, too much of anything. I be. did. I saw your post, and then I was at a Jewel on ninety fifth, and it's like, yeah, there's a mountain of these cookies. And so and I, and I told the guy at the at the Jewel, I go, you're not going to believe this, but they were selling these for twenty bucks at the convention. He goes, are you serious? And people were buying them. And he and ran they, away from the register and can't, yeah, 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 ran yeah. out of the but, building with armfuls. <laughs> because they had them on eBay, too. You could go on eBay and find them. I don't understand, yeah. though. If they're at Jewel, why not just get them at Jewel? I don't know. Good question. I, yeah. may, maybe your Jewel doesn't have them, maybe. or maybe it's an impulse buy. <laughs> I don't understand the whole food collectible thing. That is very strange We were, we to were just... Um, yeah. Cause you you know it, you you eat it or it goes bad. And it's gone. Yeah, That's you know it. you know it's like you can get a figure. I'm big on I, I get a figure. I take it out of the packaging because I'm like a 12 year old boy. I'm sorry. Wait, uh, we need to stop now. 
you now have I get a figure and I do this. Uh, so well, are you I'm collecting like, actor No, figures? no, just the one, but I'm saying I, I understand t- if I if I was doing this, this is what I'd be doing. Well, but this is the, food, the ongoing um, the ongoing 2019 drama of Caffeinated Comics is will Steven start collecting Marvel Legends? Steven and has a friend, started. Yeah, that's what we needed <laughs> yeah. you to admit. Okay, just for those who cannot, because this is a podcast and not video, there's some wild gesticulation going on between yeah. Stephen and John we right now. We should get now. a camera. Hey, hey, hey. 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 <laughs> well, there's been every week, we've been, we, there's been a lot to talk about with Marvel Legends, especially like Toy Fair, they went X-Men crazy, and there's a ton of movie stuff, and just every week I can feel Stephen's resolve just start to creak. It's dissolving. It's like, uh, you know. Oh, it's water damaged. You're yeah. like, you're like, a, you're like a car with a crack in the windshield. Every week I just, just see gets... it start to travel across. And it's getting worse and worse. And I'm just waiting for your radio to short out. That's yeah. all I care about. <laughs> Uh, hey, would you guys ever get a Star Wars tattoo? Would I or did I? Would you ever? Uh, no, I don't think I'm a big enough Star Wars fan to get a Star Wars tattoo. Friday, I went looking to get a tattoo. Did you did get you one? Get nobody, nobody could take me on that day. Everybody was booked, booked. in that tattoo alley. Oh, wow. That, that, that whole... C2E2 has a lot of tattoo artists. Yeah. I, it seems all... like an interesting... I've been thinking about a tattoo for like 25 years and I've just never pulled the trigger. But if I got anything, I would probably get a bat symbol. And then uh, there was a, a Vader... Virtual reality story? Yeah, the um, um or, the Oculus. The Oculus. Oculus Rift? Yeah. Yeah. There was a bit where you could duel Vader, which, oh, I'm sorry, what it should be is you go in, you step in a room with Vader, and he cuts you in half, and then you walk out. Because if you're actually dueling Darth Vader, you're losing. you know, yeah. Why play but the... are you Luke? Because, you know, I, play, I played the Arkham VR, and I'm Batman. Well, see, <laughs> like, I... like I go into the Batcave, and I put that suit on, and yeah, I'm going to fight better than I was before I put this helmet on. I think I, I don't know if I played that one or a different, maybe it was the Oculus. There is a Star Wars VR where you fight like Darth Maul. And you have a lightsaber. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So there's thing? A, there was a is this jet, the yeah. one that's coming out this year where you can buy a lightsaber? I played one of that already exists. My that ex- one, this was a narrative or built around yeah, Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. this must be the new, VR. maybe the new version of it. It's pretty cool. That, well, one, a, that one that you were talking about recently went on sale online for like 100 bucks, something like that. Okay. But before it was ridiculous as to how much they were asking for it. Yeah. So I was like... Well, they also previewed a new... Like full story based game, didn't they? Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking about. What's it it's called? A, he it, says it's in, narrative. Vader, Vader Infinite or Vader uh, something. I mean, they had a humongous floor, uh, a big piece of the floor devoted to these chambers where you can stand and try mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 goggles on and play. Um, I didn't get. I mean, the lines like everything were just so long. I didn't get a chance to try them. You know what's really stupid uh, about that is that they make the headset and it just looks like a VR headset. Why doesn't that look like the helmet Luke puts on? Yeah, that's a great to, idea. Uh, the, Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's like yeah, fucking with the blast shield down. Yeah, yeah. you know, Has- awesome Hasbro idea. just announced that they're making that helmet for uh, <laughs> for play to wear because they've made like Iron Man and yeah. Ant Man. They're doing a. Luke's yeah. X-Wings. Well, I heard... Oh, not, uh, not the Blast Anavos, Shield, but Luke's X-Wings. That vendor Anavos that does those screen quality costumes, I'm surprised they don't release a helmet like that. They, they do. Have, they oh, did. Yeah. They just, oh, they they just solicited one. Because I know they talked about... Um, by the way, what was the tactical advantage of that? Vader Immortal, by the way. Vader Immortal. That was, that, was, that, was, yeah. that was like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I've like, always like remember, Z- remember Zaphon had the sunglasses that would go completely black if there was danger so you didn't have to look at it? <laughs> that was like that's isn't that oh the same? you mean like why does a blast shield yeah. exist so you can that close? completely covers your face and you can't see anything 
for force training. The blast shield down, I can't even see. How am I supposed to well, fight? I feel like helmet. everybody who ever put that helmet on said exactly what Luke said. Yeah. All right, go into battle. But the blast shield's down, I can't even see. How am I supposed to fight? And that's the last words they ever said. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Any, um, you, and you notice that whenever someone dies, they never put their blast shield down. That's probably. They should do that at the funeral. Somebody, somebody, (laughs) put them in the coven and lower the blast shield. shield. Well, this is the kind of stuff that, like, I ran into a a guy from Philadelphia. I I made a friend there, and he uh, was there with his crew of cosplayers, and he was telling me like, uh, like everybody seems to have a complaint about um, Last Jedi, but he said that thing that Holdo did with the ship, putting it on autopilot and going into. Hyper, it's like that shouldn't happen that shouldn't be possible it's like why otherwise everybody would have been doing it and so it's like I, I but they did write, do it in clone this, wars you write this stuff to suit your the story right well yeah you know what i still have what a did, what in clone wars did they, they did it in clone wars oh, what, that TV was like show. the coolest thing yeah. they did that in was the, cool in the last jedi that they, was like I, the greatest and i remember they had the signs outside that said yeah there's going to be no sound in that scene so stop asking us to I fix the movie because because there's no sound in space yeah, but you know, and I have the same argument with uh, my son about Rogue One. He's uh, he's like he, he says Rogue One is the worst Star Wars movie. I agree with your son. Um, yeah, I know. Wait, wait, wait! More than the prequels? Really? Are you guys kidding yeah. me? Rogue One no, he is says awesome. he says he hates it the most because everybody dies. And my argument is always, of course they die because they they did so much in this movie. Why would they have sat out the rest of the trilogy? Right? Be like, nah, you guys go run a, the Death Star. You go to Endor. That movie I'm too has cold to go to possibly Hop. the greatest Vader badassery you yeah. ever see. Oh, that it's total fan does? fiction that was added in the last minute. <laughs> well, how, what's your feeling then, Elliot, about the the streaming series that they're going to do with Cassian and uh, K two S O? That's that's my problem too. I I never. I'm in my the minority here. I'm not a Cassian Andor fan. I don't know, you know why he's getting this show. Mandalorian yeah. makes sense to me. Well, what, confu- don't get what confuses me, and I don't want to sound racist, and uh, you guys are probably... Okay, the- you know, whatever you when say, you I you don't want to sound yeah. racist. Yeah. 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 Some racist shit. I'm not racist, fly. but... It's good that I'm saying it to two Latino guys who are both bigger than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is I already had a hard time uh, telling those two actors apart. The guy who played Cassian in Rogue One, and the guy who's playing the Mandalorian was in Kingsman. Game of Thrones. Game of oh, Thrones. he was in Game of Thrones. He but he was, was also, who is he in Game of Thrones? He's the, a, the, he, he was he's, killed by the hound. Uh, he's a Dory. Um, the, the, the guy oh, from Dorne. Oh, yeah. The, the, Viper. Dorn, yeah. The, Viper. the Viper. The Viper. The Viper. He's, he's killed by the mountain. Yeah, I'm saying he's a, essentially Inigo Montoya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's you the same guy. You kill my father, prepare you die. Prepare <laughs> right. you die. But he says it so many times at the end, the mountain ends up killing him. Yeah. You know, but he was also in Kingsman Golden Circle, yeah. which was uh, really underrated. That's that's as good a movie as the first I one. I never saw those. It, it's good, yeah. but he's in that. And the whole time I was watching it, I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Rogue One. And then I realized they were two separate guys. And now they're each the star of a Star Wars streaming site on Disney Plus, And I am never going to tell them apart. Well, don't don't worry. You're not being racist because I had that same issue when Ben Mendelsohn showed up in Captain Marvel. Like oh wait a oh, minute yeah it's it's director Krennic from Rogue yeah. One he looks like I, the same guy you know but it is him it is him I know I'm just yeah. saying it's like yeah oh. but see I always go it's Daggett from Dark Knight Rises but that yes. is the Your same guy plan right? didn't work my friend <laughs> well but he plays that same guy in every movie that's the only role he well, plays he's like is our the rich Adam jerk. Rickman but yeah. that was the genius Adam of Rickman, casting man. him as the scroll in Captain Marvel because they flipped it I don't get though the decision. There's other characters you could have built your streaming platform foundation on. Well, why not a new character? At least character? we're getting Mandalorian in 
Mandalorian, from all I've heard, is a fanboy's dream. Like yeah. from Favreau being a super fan, they called in the five the 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 five first for extra stormtroopers to be in the in the oh, show. Oh wow! At one point. Um, Taika Waititi's doing a couple. Taika, he's the voice of a, of an assassin droid. Um, IG eighty eight. It's like the first I heard assassin. It's droid. not actually IG eighty eight though. I heard it was. I thought he yeah. was playing. Maybe it's like the same it's robot because the there's like a line of them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you hope he's IG eighty nine? Yeah. <laughs> the Clone Wars actually had a. Didn't they have a narr- a storyline where those there's a bunch of those running around? They're sentient. And I they, fell off a of Clone Wars, which I loved. I'm glad they're bringing it I back. That was that another together. good panel. To they're see. bringing Clone Wars back. Clone Wars is coming yeah. back for one more season. They had like Ashley Eckstein there. The I kept trying of... all the series and I could never finish them. Clone Wars, I kept coming back to because it was on Cartoon Network and I would see it and not see it. Rebels just couldn't stay on it. And I heard Resistance is good. Well, see, that's the thing. Everyone when we were at the shop all the time would rave about those those animated shows, like Clone Wars and Rebels and all this stuff. Everyone who was into it, they were like, it's so good. I think the art turns some people off, though, too. Yeah, I think that's why I never... But Dave Filoni, the guy that kind of show runs everything, who's rumored to take... I heard a crazy rumor at Celebration that when Kathleen Kennedy steps down, that he might be picked Well, he's doing The Mandalorian with Favreau. This guy really, like, gets... Like, like the mythology, I think. And yeah. it really it gets incorporated very well into those shows, which is, I think, why I like them the most. Yeah. You know, and then... I would say to Dave Filoni, though, if I was Disney, I'd be like, if Kevin Kennedy steps down, I would say, okay, you can take this over if you take off that cowboy hat. That's his thing, <laughs> isn't it? Because you're, you are the least cowboy guy I've ever seen. You're like John Lovitz wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> are you guys into any of the Star Wars books? No. From time to time, my... my um, every now and then I'm reading the Marvel comics, but like I'm, I'm the level like, of Star Wars fan where like rewatching the movies and getting a Star Wars black figure every now and then is mm-hmm. the depth that I'm running. So there it's, was, there's just so much. It's like Doctor Who. It's like, I, I, I watch every episode when it comes out, but that's all I can do. So Timothy Zahn was there signing. Anthony Daniels has a new book coming out mm, that he announced. Love Anthony he Daniels. I, I, he was there on Saturday and I missed him. I would have totally gone to get his autograph. So, uh, and there's a, there's a bunch of new books that they were pushing. I don't know. That's why I asked. Cause uh, I do like reading the star Wars books too. Yeah. Like Claudia Gray. She, she's written, she's got another one, uh, based on, uh, Young Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. And Master and Apprentice. That one yeah. just came out. Mm. And then, uh, Delilah Dawson, um, did a, a black spire outpost book for that's tying in with, uh, D- the Disney galaxy galaxy's edge i want to call it supposed to take i keep wanting to call it disney galaxy quest but that's the wrong there's a whole backstory to where galaxy's galaxy galaxy's edge takes place it's i'm sure i'm sure they know where it fits and it'll probably never be in a movie because it's more incentive for you to go to the park to to the park yeah they're gonna do marvel's gonna have a five issue limited series about it about galaxy's edge yeah when i i've never been to disneyland um, Disney World, when I was there, they were constructing. So I saw how big it was. It's like 14 acres. The, the sh- those shuttle buses had to go around it. No. But Anaheim, I was just talking to somebody who's been there. Anaheim, it's a lot closer to like to the city. Mm-hmm. So um, people I was wondering, talking to were wondering where they had the land to build that. They, had the, they, they got they pulled out some stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then they're putting in. I, you're right. Um, and I think that's also why they're having the. Um, the next Star Wars celebration there because they're going to be incorporating stuff at in Anaheim, at, um, yeah, in Anaheim, uh, incorporating stuff at Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Well, the Resistance will be open by then, mm-hmm. so I mean, these things take forever, so you never know. But it's, it's yeah, happen. you think about that's their answer to the uh, Harry Potter Land in Universal, yeah, right? Because everyone they keep upping the ante back and forth, yeah. Back and well, forth. they also can't get Marvel from Universal; they they can't break the contracts they have with Universal right now, so they're not going to build a Marvel park yet. 
Right. I like heard the they've already started. It's crazy yeah. how those rights work. Like you, you, the parks have rights yeah. that can't be yeah. broken yet. Or bought. right, they have contracts till whatever year you know. But yeah. Disney has started some Marvel stuff. Um, they sell a lot era. of Marvel merchandise no, they're, in the they're, parks. There's and... supposed to be some areas too, like uh, the the innovation is supposed to be like Stark Industries, hmm. stuff hmm. like that. There's so. miles. Apparently, you can't. Marvel can use some of the characters in the parks, but there's got to be a certain mileage between Universal. Oh, that's parks so and, weird. I, yeah, I well, that's read in Fortune somewhere. Well, also, Universal has you know, the whole Simpsons park in there, which is kind of the coolest thing. That they was have the old Back time. to the Future ride. It was. And uh, have you been on the Simpsons ride? Never. Because you go, they totally call out that it is. In fact, uh, Do they really? one of the coolest things about the Simpsons ride is that they have new animation all through the line. And when we got there, there wasn't much of a line, but we kind of didn't want to rush through it because it was like a full crusty episode before you get on the ride of how crusty like took over this old dilapidated ride and fixed it up to become crusty land and christopher lloyd is in it and oh, Chris, wow. christopher lloyd shows up as a voice he's like you're ruining my ride and they like <laughs> kick him in the delorean oh my god so they totally <laughs> copped it and the, the delorean is in springfield just like on the side that's, that's too cool, and, and now, and now, but that's another thing Disney owns, Disney owns now. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Fox didn't know that was going to happen. Like nobody knew. Nobody. Uh, I think we were talking about this last week. The only entertainment property Fox wanted to keep after the deal was The Simpsons. They like they were like we'll just be sports and news, and we'll have the network with other properties on it. I mean, Gotham is Warner Brothers. It's been running on Fox for five years. They're like, but we're keeping The Simpsons, and then when Disney. And now it's like, hey, we got everything. They had Deadpool and the Sims- Homer Simpson on their site. Oh, so, that's, and it's why, part that's of why they announced all the all 30 years of on Disney Plus, on Disney which Plus. probably means it's getting yanked off FX now. That is such a deal. Six ninety nine for yeah. all that content? That's, that's a, a joke. It's insane what they got. There's no yeah. way. you. It's it's less than that. Because well, we're I, getting it for my kid because he, he yeah. already he's already cracked up on, on Mickey Mouse. Yeah. You know, it's like a drug. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's $70 for the year, so it's even cheaper. It's, it's like $5.50. I'm paying that for uh, I'm paying that for the DC app, and and they just halted production on the Swamp Thing app. That's not expensive. (laughs) It's so cheap. Why are you paying for Pornhub? (laughs) Isn't there enough free stuff on Pornhub? It totally is. Not that I would know. Yeah, what did you do with the cosplay, man? Uh, The cosplay was pretty good. I mean, uh, uh, I'll I'll give the celebration folks that they. But again, as you were saying, it's it's all Star Wars. I although it was fun. I did take a picture. Someone came dressed as a, a Cylon Centurion, a classic. Cylon from the oh, classic BSG. It was awesome. He had the 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 um the light the that moves back and that forth. moves back and forth. And he yeah. had that woo woo woo. Very cool. I wanted him to go by your command, and he but he he like spoke in his regular voice. Yeah. But dude, you ruined <laughs> the, like, the illusion. Hi, I'm Larry. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this light was so hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> They had a George Lucas just a, a there was a George, George Lucas, Lucas guys, cosplay you know, going around was pretty good. They had a George Lucas slave Leia at one point. They had a Star Trek guy with a lightsaber through his chest. We That's were cool. We were just watching. Uh, red shirt. We fell down a YouTube uh, tunnel last night. Uh, we were watching SNL clips, and they had you know they always do the auditions, the fake auditions, where basically the whole cast just yep. does different impressions. And we were watching the Force Awakens one, and uh, I totally forgot that they had Bobby Moynihan as. As George Lucas behind the scene, he was like, "You're doing it wrong." <laughs> he's like, "He's he like, what are you saying?" He's celebration. like, "I was yeah. never here." Yeah. He was there. He was there. He was yeah, one of the guys I was sense. hoping to get a picture with because yeah. my kid was he, he on was, a panel. Uh, well, he's one of the voices. He's one of the voices on Rebel. Uh, oh, Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. Bobby I thought you were Moynihan. saying George Lucas. But Bobby Moynihan is mostly photo op. 
and he had a, I, I don't know if he was on a panel, but he was there doing photo ops and signing. Bobby Moynihan, I think, is moving into like voice actor territory because he was doing, he's on DuckTales. He's a character on a PBS show called Nature Cat. And he was doing a lot of this loves. on SNL and then he left SNL and got his own sitcom and it lasted like four episodes. Mm. I actually saw every episode. I dug it. It was yeah. with John Larroquette. It takes place in the past, in the present, and in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, the storylines would kind of b- bounce back and forth, but yeah, it didn't last. Yeah, it didn't last. Uh, what'd you think of the uh oh uh your cosplay i thought was awesome the sets they had these these recreations of they had like a full-size x-wing full-size tie fighter they had uh millennium falcon can you wait now were these, were these actual old? movie props or were they recreations well, they're recreations okay yeah, can you take a picture yeah. in the yeah. cockpit yeah but no the lines, you get no, the no 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 uh, but you could you could sit inside the millennium falcon the what's that the the dejaric the, the table? table there were oh, two cool. dejaric tables one was the han solo one where it's all messed up and then you go to the other side, and you had the Lando Falcon yeah, nice. with the bar, so you could just sit there pretend you're making drinks at that's the bar. Great. That was one of the are things. Those like movie props, or are those also fan- just those, those were all those were all uh, re- recreations. That was one of the things I loved about Solo. Solo was okay. Yeah, I didn't it's I, not bad. like it. I always say about Solo, it showed me the three things I went to see, and it was I was better satisfied. than Rogue One. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> I don't know about that. But I love the fact that the Millennium Falcon was like a really nice ship when Lando had it. Yeah. And like, not only like has Han like driven into like adventures, but there's no way that the Jarek table got that shitty unless he just doesn't take right. care does of things. He does not take care of his shit. You got That's to see right. Lando's yep. closet, dude. That was awesome. Yeah. All the capes. Oh, but they read. And Billy D. Williams is wearing Donald Glover's shirt oh, in, uh, in, in the, the, in the, the panel. In Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. His yeah. rea- the reaction to Billy D. Williams yes. was awesome it was massive but that was my favorite part of the live stream i was saying this last where he when he walked across the stage and he just poor guy man but he, he just kept going on his cane he's yeah like, but he just kept going sweet sweet yeah, but the, <laughs> the crowd loved him sweet. loved him and then he, he sat uh, down and there was that big one though he's like <sighs> sweet <laughs> they, they retconned in solo the fact that the 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 computer on the falcon is actually sentient yeah because Solo's sexual, whatever that robot was to right. him, got uploaded into the Falcon's computer. So it kind of puts a different perspective when 3PO says, like, your computer your, your computer communicates in a very peculiar language in Empire Strikes Back, right? So it was a bit of a little bit of a... Yeah, there. I, there, there's nice little lead-ups, and this is another Rogue One reference. So, Elliot, you might want to go to the bathroom. But I, one of the things I love about <laughs> that Darth Vader fan fiction... Yeah. Is it? It makes it so much fun in Star Wars when he captures her five minutes later, and Leia's like, "We're a diplomatic mission. I don't know what." And Vader's just like, "Bitch, please! I killed twenty of your guys." <laughs> That's the problem I have with Rogue One. There's so many things. Plus, Vader comes in, he's all badass, and then you see him a couple days later fighting Obi Wan, just like poking at him, <laughs> like he's a, a bag, like a corpse or something. He's not sure if he's gonna move or not. Yeah, he's you know? emotionally divided. Did you guys see somebody refilm that scene? A, uh, a fan redid. They that redid scene? the scene between Obi Wan and Darth. Yeah, awesome which is actually works. And yeah, forceful. Oh, yeah. I have like, not seen that. I wouldn't even know how to Google that. I mean, is it on YouTube? It's on YouTube. What I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, Star Wars uh, celebration. Uh, I, I I don't know if I'm going to go to Anaheim. Yeah. If know. it was back in Chicago, like I, gotta in, tell you, I don't, I don't even know if I go, go back if it was in Chicago. Chicago. I had the opportunity to not only go to Anaheim one year. No, Orlando, when you're, I had the opportunity to volunteer and my work situation blew up on me and I couldn't make it. Yeah. So they sent me autographs of Luke Sky, uh, Mark Hamill, Ian McDermott, and Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Because I had spent all this money and the people that I was working with to volunteer 
felt bad that I couldn't make it. So um, it, it, this was a big deal for me to go to. Yeah, that's really awesome. Don't know if I could deal with the lines not being able to get home at night every day. Yeah. So I don't know if I would go to Anaheim for it. The, the thing with Anaheim, I mean, anytime you have to leave home to go to these conventions and commit to, say, standing right. in line, doing all those things. The, be- the thing I enjoyed about Star Wars Celebration the most was just catching up with all my friends who were there, who I only see mm, at the these conventions because they're from other states, yeah. other cities. Um, that was the best part. Beyond that, uh, I, I really feel for all those people who waited seven hours in line to buy a T-shirt. I really yeah. do. Too. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Well, to wrap things up, uh, the biggest news was the trailer. I don't think we've gotten into that. How do you guys feel about the trailer for Rise of Skywalker? And what does that make you think about what well, Mark is already waving his arms around? Uh, <laughs> again, audio podcast. Uh, and how does that make you feel about this last movie? I was comparing the teaser trailers that have been done for... Uh, the Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and then now uh, this one, Rise of Skywalker. If you look at the two J.J. Abrams movies and the way their teasers are put together, he really goes for the emotional impact, for really like hitting you in the in the heart, the feels. And all I know is that uh, when I saw that second teaser trailer for The Force Awakens, where you hear Han Solo say it's true, all of it. Yeah, you know, it's like whoa. Well, that first one. The first one ends with Chewie, we're home. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, you're right. And Chewie, the, we're the home. second one is, yeah, right. it's true. All but of it, in, yeah. in both of those, in all of those, it really hits you. This one, too, same thing. Yeah. You see, and it, even the way they use the music, mm-hmm. um, they take the, the Han and Leia theme and they turn it into yeah. this big epic. And then, you know, it wasn't a new composer because then they went off in their own, uh, they took it and they went in a different direction. It's not John Williams? It is John Williams. Okay. It's the main theme but they oh, it's a new composition a new composition yeah. of it and so then i went and i looked at the last jedi teaser and i'm like eh, it hit a different chord with me mm-hmm. so um it's funny um after the last jedi i was like i've talked about this on your show and i don't on my podcast too i was like eh, maybe i'm i'm off maybe i'm getting off the train at this stop right now and yeah I remember and i'm like that, yeah. okay you're I think here. I'm going to go for one more. St- I'm going to go yeah. for one more ride. Well, I was dubious originally. I remember we talked about this when Ryan Johnson was named to do Last Jedi, and 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 we were all saying like, why isn't JJ was doing the trilogy? And at the time, I was like, look at his Star Trek. The first one's great. The second one's terrible. I was like, he used up all his good ideas. Let him get out. But I feel like he's bookending this story. I that uh, I think. They're responding to Last Jedi as well. I yeah. mean, things went bad with Colin Trevor. It's kind number of fan server, uh, maybe a little bit of fan service in response to Last Jedi. I'm going to say no. But I'm going to say this and I'm, mark it now. Mark the tape right now. People are going nuts for the idea that the the Emperor is back in this one. When you oh, heard God, him yeah. laughing at the end, people were going, "Oh my God, Ian McDermott! Oh, this is the greatest thing ever." Watch in a misdirection. Few, in a few years from now, they're gonna go. That was the dumbest idea no, ever. How could they it. have had the emperor come back? I told you from the That's beginning. That's already out there now. I mean, a lot of the, you know. the movie blogs have written how terrible an idea it is to bring back Palpatine. That yeah, it's, I've it's already... unoriginal. It's not fresh. The people that are pro Ryan Johnson are totally against this because it's just re uh, rehashing what's coming. Well, that's an interesting thing. Come. But it... I would say that according to what I've read. J.J. Abrams have worked with has worked with the ideas that Lucas has, has had many for for many years to kind of incorporate that and wrap this up. Yeah, um, and just to quickly answer your question about my reaction to the trailer, 
I'm totally biased because I sat in an arena with a bunch of people that went absolutely nuts and I got caught up in it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great trailer. I got very emotional when Leia hugs Ray because uh, I have strong feelings for Carrie Fisher and I'm, yeah. I, I miss I, I And miss they said there's enough around. unused footage from yeah. Force Awakens that and, uh, she'll have stuff to do in this. I, I think you're going to see a lot of the badassery that we wanted to see in Last Jedi in terms of like Jedi stuff. Mm-hmm. Then again, <laughs> maybe we won't. I don't know. It just but, seems like they're giving you what you want in this trailer to get you as excited for it as possible. Well, and it hits those emotional beats. What interested me was when you talked about the pro Ryan Johnson people. Do we now have like a third faction in Star Wars where we had, we've had the original trilogy people and then we've had the prequel people. And then I feel like uh, Force Awakens kind of brought everybody together. And now Last Jedi has splintered it splintered again it, yeah. to the J.J. Abrams people and the Ryan Johnson people. Well, it, I think it causes it's causing people to wonder, well, where are they going with this? Because apparently there was a reset in Last Jedi where not everybody, you don't need to be a Skywalker to be a Jedi. And that's right. the whole point of Ryan Johnson's story, even the way he ends it with Broomboy. Yeah, but you, you know, never like, had to be a Skywalker. No, there was Obi-Wan, there was Qui-Gon, there was Yoda. Like, there yeah, was, why do you need to have an indelible there was Balloonhead. narrative that says this on the nose? It's like... I don't get it. Why? Can, can what, we, was, what was Balloonhead's name in Phantom Menace? There was one guy on the Jedi Council that had that really long yeah. neck and that round head. And um, my my friend Howie and I saw Phantom Menace together, and we became obsessed with him because while Qui Gon is talking, his head just slowly swayed as if the air conditioning was on. <laughs> it was just kind of going back, and we stopped listening to what Liam Neeson was saying. We were like, "Look at Balloonhead!" We're like, and we we created our own fan fiction around Balloonhead. It was like, then he goes into battle and just swings his head at people like a mace. Hey, did you <laughs> that guys guy's see not uh, a Skywalker. Ice Cream Man? Uh, they overran the floor at one point. What? You know what Ice Cream Man is? It's so in Empire Strikes Back. There's a guy that's carrying a container that looks like an ice cream maker. Oh, I remember okay. that one. And yeah. at one Best point at Sel- on Bespin, Best Bespin, yeah, and. I At one point in celebration, it was a there was a bunch of people dressed like ice cream like men, that guy. and they yeah. ran all over the floor. Oh, that's, that's so cool. weird. That was yeah. like the one year I went to San Diego. My favorite memory of uh, San Diego was I was walking on the outside of the convention, and there's this huge staircase like in the middle of the convention center, and it was full of Ghostbusters. There must have been. 400 Ghostbusters and they were all like going to a place and the the entire stair was full of like the khaki jumpsuits and the proton packs and unplanned one guy walked by and went hey where do those stairs go and 400 people went they go up that's awesome (laughs) and I'm like I'll never have a flash mob experience (laughs) that good again and whenever people talk about the 501st or the ice cream man that's the only thing that runs in my head can we can we go back to discussing things that we can all agree on, like yes. religion or, po- <laughs> or, or politics, politics. Yeah. <laughs> or making America great again? <laughs> uh, so so as you said, different experience than C two E two. A little bit overwhelming. Very overwhelming. Maybe a bucket list thing. If you have any kind of obsessive, I don't know if, it's, if this is the right word for it, but if, like if you have any fear of, well, let me put it this way. Do, do, um, did you guys regret not going or are you We started to in about- the podcast. I had no intention of going. It wasn't even a question in my mind. I went, I'll go to C2E2. That'll be enough. But then hearing about all this, I was like, oh man. I, as I said, Star Wars is something I love. Uh, Star Wars for me is something that I used to absolutely love and now I like. So it's never, it doesn't pull me in the same way, but I'm always curious about it. And it seemed like this was a really good weekend. It seemed like it was a really good con. It was a fun, I, I, I'm glad I went. It was fun. It was overwhelming. Don't think I need to ever go back to another one again. That's yeah, kind of like, check it off your list. It's kind of yeah. how I felt Big about time. San Diego. And it's been like My 10 years. My bucket list would have been, been to get a 
picture with Mark Hamill. I was hoping yeah. he would have showed up to this thing, but uh, maybe one day. If yeah. I ever met Mark Hamill, if I ever get an autograph from Mark Hamill, it would be Joker. It w- there would not be a picture of Luke Skywalker when I met him. I guess yeah. he did. Uh, he was on Seth Meyers or I don't know one of these shows recently promoting. Mm-hmm. He's Night, on some Nightfall. history show. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah just this the week. Crusader show. Yeah, and uh, he was talking about when yeah. he got cast as Luke, and you know they had the script, and they didn't really know what the movie was supposed to be. Oh yeah, this bit. It was and he was imitating Harrison Ford. Yes, yes, yeah, so it's on YouTube now. We watched it last night. Awesome Harrison Ford. Yeah. It's so good, and it's like uh, I've heard he d- he's done Harrison Ford on Robot Chicken when they've had Han Solo sketches. Oh, really? Yeah. Kid, I don't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, my, my favorite line is, Harrison Ford would be a great director if he just wasn't so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was on the same night as Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and they Instagrammed a picture mm-hmm. of them hugging. And David Mandel, who runs Veep, and by the way, the last se- we're not going to do the greatest thing in the world because we're already over. Last season of Veep has been great, and my wife rejoined HBO to go back to Game of Thrones, but I rejoined HBO to to go back to Veep. But David Mandel was a Seinfeld writer. And when Armando Iannucci, who created the show, left, I thought, all right, this is the end of the show. Like, it's got such a voice. It actually got better with this guy who used to be on Seinfeld. And he's a huge nerd. So when Julie Louis-Dreyfus and Mark Hamill posted that picture, he just kept retweeting it. And he was like, oh my God, oh my God, Mark Hamill. And he's on like season seven. And he, and he just signed a, an overall deal with HBO. And he was like, Mark Hamill, will you be the star of my next show? And Mark Hamill was like, yes, I will be the star of my next show. And it went on for like two days. His assistant was handing out autograph pictures at Celebration. Oh, that's cool. Because he couldn't make it. But he was handing out autographs uh, that he'd signed. Mark Hamill Mark Hamill's one of those guys. I heard this quote about Paul McCartney. Is uh, Paul, They said, Paul McCartney knows exactly why you're freaked out to meet him and, and just reacts accordingly. And I feel like Mark Hamill does that on a much lower level of fame. But Paul McCartney won't sign autographs because he's a dick. Got, oh, he's left-handed. He'll smear it all over. Fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On the I, words, if I adore Paul. you, please. So, Marco, on the words of uh, fuck Paul McCartney, how can people follow you online? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at paulfuckmccartney.com. <laughs> I'm at at George Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm on Instagram at irie1972 underscore 99. Yeah. <laughs> and Elliot, are you, you back on or you're... I'm back on uh, Elliot Serrano on Instagram, on uh, Twitter. Although I'm not as so much on the Twitters as of late because of uh, just the overall. I, every time someone tweets about Trump or the Mueller report, mm-hmm. I, I just mm-hmm. it's a party I don't want to go to. But if you tweet, it's me, not a party. Yeah, and um, of it's course, like, like the inauguration was not a party. <laughs> true. <laughs> or on or on Facebook, you can find me at uh, at my personal Facebook or. At the Geek Counter Geek uh, Facebook page. You post lovely pictures of tacos, by the way. Oh, because uh, I'm telling you. Tacos, man. I love yeah, tacos. I kind of want tacos right now. Yeah, we should get tacos. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan, and you can find the show on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. And we are proud members of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, which Elliot also is at as at Geek Counter Geek, which you already mentioned. Yeah, we'll you'll be hearing the first part of my conversation about Star Wars Celebration at Geek Counter Geek. Right, and you can follow the uh, you can follow me at Not in My Book on Instagram and Twitter. That is the official Caffeinated Comics feed, or you can like our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Caffeinated Comics, where we talk about all the news stories, where we post things like the trailer to Rise of Skywalker, and where next week we will let you know immediately that uh, 
when this episode comes out because next week will be our review of Avengers Endgame. So oh, yeah. It's yeah, less than a week away. Yeah. I sure hope it doesn't suck. It's not going to suck. It's fine, movie but... 22. They've all been good. I'll eat the microphones if it's And we will talk to you about Avengers next week.